0: The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here.
2: What's up, everyone? Welcome to a special Midnight Madness episode of Radioactive Metal. Oh, You know what? Every year it's getting harder and harder to say that. (laughs) This is episode 739, and I'm Snowy White. And this
0: is Aaron. And dear listeners, this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at True Call Coffee. -coffee T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com um, I'm going to do some great radio and pull up the email I told myself I was going to pull up before this. <laughs> so we can talk about the new collaboration. So Inhuman Condition is collaborating mm. with True Cult Coffee. Um, it's an organic single origin bean from Chiapas, Mexico. Ah. i hope i'm pronouncing that right c-h-i-a-p-a-s i've been taking my spanish but uh that is not a combination of letters i have really come <laughs> across yet but you can pre-order it now right so i i say this every episode but get on the website like even if you don't want to buy coffee today you're like ah maybe someday get on the mailing list because they do unique things like this you don't know the next collaboration could be your favorite band Mm -hmm. you don't want to miss out on that by not being on the email list and hearing it a week after it's been announced on this show because we record this show like a week in advance so Mm -hmm. you can miss out if you're waiting for us so don't wait, don't delay, don't dilly-dally truecultcoffee.com t-r-v-e-k-v-l-t-coffee.com it's made by metalheads for metalheads possess yourself a cup today what's going on snowman?
2: Well, um, it's actually been one hell of a week, a hell of a weekend. We're preparing for an awesome weekend coming up. And right now, though, as we speak, it's just going to be a continuation of my awesome weekend um, because of this... Topic that we have going on tonight Really looking forward to it And I got some lemmys going here In my Metallica hardwired mug The one that you sent me
0: Oh, nice
2: I don't know how many years ago now Shortly after the last record came out
0: I think it's, I think that was 2016
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And
0: I was looking that up
2: Alright, well I remember g- wow. g- g- going to the mail And there, there's a package And sure enough, holy shit It's awesome, Metallica mug from Aaron. This is awesome, and I figured, well, you know what? With today and this topic, I better pull it out and use it specifically for that. Yeah, I think it works.
0: I'm drinking my uh, Trooper beer for the similar reason because Uh uh, Iron Maiden being a slight influence on Metallica there.
2: Just a bit, yeah. You know, (laughs) Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, And doesn't. Metallic have their own whiskey. Oh, they do. And I actually As have well? that
0: in the cupboard. I should have been drinking that tonight.
2: Ah,
0: that, Like that, Snowy, no joke, is some of the best whiskey I've ever had.
2: Blackened, right? I yeah, think it's after, after the song. I've never seen it up here.
0: Uh, so, do you know the shtick? Uh,
2: with regards to... The whiskey.
0: Like no, the gimmick. No. I guess not. It's sonically enhanced.
2: <laughs> okay. They play music. I like that? Yeah, I like they that. they play
0: music while it's aging, right? Ah. And you know, it, at first I kind of wrote it off cuz they talked about like having Metallica playlists and stuff like that and they actually have patented the process now where I think it's like a specific frequency that helps the wood open up to absorb the whiskey more. So it gives you more of the flavor and the color. Oh,
3: okay. And
0: I I would have said that that's a load of horse hockey. Um, like a couple of years oh, ago when I first started drinking this.
2: Dropping it, the H-bombs.
0: It, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> when they were talking about that. But now, like now that I've actually been drinking it for, you know, for probably a couple of years now, like it's, it's so smooth there's definitely like like a sweeter flavor to it. Okay. Um, and that would come from absorbing the sugars from the woods. You know, the hardwoods they're using. So oh, okay. I, I think I am tending to believe it. Um, I, I tell you, I, I miss an opportunity. I wish I would have tried it at um, the Kirk Hammett Art Exhibit that was here in 2020 right before everything shut down
2: that would have been appropriate
0: because they they had the blackened whiskey and and that's when like i knew about the gimmick i'm just like whatever i'm rolling my eyes because you know i'm i'm forever the skeptic because i'm generation x Mm -hmm. and some of this like whatever and i really wish i would have tried it that night because i mean not only would i've been able to try that night but like also kirk and robert trajillo were in the house at the same time, because Kirk was talking, and mm-hmm. uh, Kirk and Rob were going to play a show the next night. And it's just so stinking cool, dude. So, yeah, it's a missed opportunity for sure. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, Black and Whiskey, I highly recommend it.
2: Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to special order it, me thinks. Does Amazon do alcohol? I don't know if they do ship it up there. There are
0: websites you can buy for buying hard liquors. Right. Um, and honestly, if you go to the blackened whiskey website, you'll probably be able to find a distributor either near you or somebody that could ship it to you. And I mean, you know, worst case scenario, I guess we just have to smuggle it across the border to Canada. There we are.
2: Yeah. You know, <laughs> <we'll>, <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll tie it to, to, uh, to a Canadian goose. There we are.
2: No, nobody messes 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 with the cobra chickens. No, well,
0: one. And you know what's funny? Picture somebody looking up, seeing a Canadian goose carrying whiskey. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's ever dealt with a Canadian goose is going to look at that and say, "Oh, I'm definitely going to fuck with that guy."
2: <laughs> right? <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sure enough, sure enough, yeah, yeah, the geese are back, and it's going to be mating season, they're starting to pair off and all that, so where my money job, okay, yeah, that's where there's a lot of nests and all that, so yeah, I got to be careful as I'm, you know, because the males get defensive and aggressive, and it's it's, it's understandable, and you got to be careful, because for the most part, Canadian geese are kind of docile, but when they're in that mode, they're dangerous. There's a reason why feral cats and dogs, when they're running the neighborhood, there's there's a reason those animals don't mess with these birds. So that's my PSA for, uh, for this week. Don't mess with the cobra chickens while you're...
0: I'd never oh. heard anybody call it a cobra chicken until tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: well, the way they were, well, the way they kind of.
0: Oh, you're, you're dead on. It's neck. it's yeah. the best description I've ever heard. Yeah, I'm like, so how the do way I they never hiss. put that together?
2: Uh-huh. This The way they hiss and the way they, they kind of, um, can't, I can't think, think of the word, but with their neck.
0: Oh, the way the, ne- yeah. The way their, their neck sways like a cobra. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like, yeah. Like, no, yeah, I totally just get it. Like that. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like I like I said, like we I had a fantastic week. That's going to reflect in my mental fix. But before we kind of get to that, did you take in the Super Mario Brothers movie? I can't remember. If I sure did, were... dude. Right, it, right. Uh, okay. My son and I
0: went opening weekend last minute because he he's a huge Sonic fan and was anti Mario, and finally. Like the last couple of weeks, he's like, well, do you think we could go? I'm like, okay, if you want to. And then he mentioned he wanted to go. My daughter didn't want to go. So I just got us two tickets to like a noon showing and we had a great time.
2: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I took my little one, my 30-year-old little one, and her her fiancé and Miss Mrs. Snowy. And we made our way to the theater. And Okay, because Mario was such a big part of our life growing up, okay yeah. um and it's still now uh, you know we're all adults and Mario is still a thing so we don't think of it as a kid's thing not at all and, and so when we're at the theater right and there's all these kids running around like what's going on what's with all these kids at my movie <laughs> you know isn't there a pen that we can put these kids in can we crowd them up or whatever you know and then it kind of hit me it's like well, this is a kids' movie, and then as the you know the lights go down and all that, and a bunch of the kids in the theater are still and it's like we're now getting into the credits, and some of them are still yapping, and Mrs. Snow is like, "These kids better shut up once the movie really."
0: Oh, it was really the same starts. way at ours. Like the kids were just chatter 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 and i hadn't been in a movie with that many little kids in a long time yeah i know
2: because we most for the most part go to grow up movies yeah you know so we don't really have a lot of kids to to (laughs) to deal with but yeah it was a lot of fun um what i enjoyed the most about it was um when we got to the sequences because like the movie was short on character development and there's not much plot there but the point of this movie was, you know, just hit the, um, uh, just, just hit, hit the appropriate things from the video games. You want exactly. to see this, you want to see this, you want to see this, you want, you, you want to see this and a little bit of a spoiler here when the blue shell, okay, came into play in the movie. I actually found myself saying out loud, "Oh no, the blue shell!" You know. <laughs> okay, which one was the blue shell? Uh, the wizard turned himself into the blue shell and knocked them off the. Uh, was it the Rainbow Bridge? And they fell into the. Oh, uh,
0: is that when they explode?
2: They yeah they yeah. they fell they they fell into the water and yeah. they were eaten by the giant eel. Spoiler alert. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, so, but, but the, the whole point is, it's like, oh my god, the blue shell, uh-oh, you know, just that reaction <laughs> to well, it, because, you know, the blue shell is the thing that, you know, where there's that meme going around, you know, Mario's blue shell, the thing that's been ruining friendships for 30 years now, or, or whatever, and it's like, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, the crazy thing is, like, like you said, it's not like they try to do a huge plot, But they they did exactly what the video game does. It gives you just enough story to have fun, be be engaged in it, and just enjoy. Like it was wildly entertaining the whole way through, dude. Mm -hmm. I absolutely loved every second of it.
2: Yeah, I just shut my brain off and enjoyed a couple hours with my family. Like that's. And right after that, I had a night out on the town, you know, that I'll get to in my Metal Fix and all that. So it was, yeah, like I said, it was a great, it was a great week, great weekend. I got a great week coming up as well. So let's uh, jump into everything with this episode's Metal Fix, courtesy of Metal Fix, the mandatory Metal Segment courtesy of the good folks at a true cavalts coffee really cool record Available now courtesy of the good folks at prosthetic records Death blackened whatever you want to call it Dryad their new record the abyssal plane available now Really great stuff gave it the once over let's go with it so without further ado Once again, for the good folks at True Cobalt Coffee, this is Dryad with the Abyssal Plane.
1: been very busy this week here's our metal fix
2: hi man i know it's not all about the new metallica record i'm sure you've got something else going on with your metal fix what's happening
0: yeah i I have a couple things because obviously the bulk of it is 72 seasons um but you know you spend three hours in a record store waiting to buy an album at midnight. And you can find a couple other things, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know how my son and I went to see... I could have sworn I muted that. Um, you know how my son and I went to see... Um, the Godzilla movie, Tokyo SOS, in the theater. Right. So, oh, Mothra oh, was sweet. in it. The Mothra twins were in it. The Shobijin. And I, I've been, like, obsessed with Mothra and the Mothra twins since... And yeah, you know, I've been looking up the Show Me Jane because I I always love the original Mothra movie, and just like the whole storyline with the fairies and that sort of stuff. So
3: mm-hmm.
0: here I am walking through Monster Music, you know, because that's where we're at for the the release party, and I happen across the Mothra soundtrack from the 1961 oh. movie.
2: Oh, nice! Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Like it's it's been you know, re put out, but it's got you know the original songs are performed by the original twins of the movie, who were also a singing group in Japan at that time, known as the Peanuts.
2: Oh, I didn't know
0: that. I, I told you, dude. I've been obsessed.
2: Ah, oh, I feel like a now. All right. All right,
0: so I am opening this for the first time with you. Oh, wow. Okay, guys. I will have <laughs> to. I have to. I have to post this art because okay. there's this beautiful mothra picture with the two um Shobijin twins like the the fairies here that mm-hmm. comes with the the record wow wow! Well, i was not expecting that okay now i knew it was colored vinyl so it's like a gray marble-ish kind of clear vinyl mm-hmm. and it's 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 a double album oh I, yeah. Boy,
2: I wish, am I excited with this. I wish this was a video show now.
0: I know, right? I, like, I really do need to take pictures of this because th- this, I I did not expect to see that beautiful artwork when I pulled it out. And, you know, it's funny, though. Like, we've said so many times in the show this is the whole reason we like record albums is for the art.
3: Because mm-hmm.
0: you'd never got this kind of stuff in CDs. Okay. And that was the only big surprise. So, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's got the gatefold. Um it's it's a ton of music, honestly. Like I, I kind of really looking forward to listening to it, but just the artwork that they commissioned for it is fantastic.
3: Okay. All right,
0: so that's the first thing, right? Excellent. And then wow. also while I was standing in there, I saw an album called I Play My Bass Loud. Okay. Now I'm a bass player, so obviously <laughs> this has my, my attention.
2: Uh-huh.
0: I'm like, who is this? And there's a woman on the cover. Her name is Gina Birch. And I have no idea who that is. And it says she's from the Raincoats. I'm like, okay, well, I have heard of the Raincoats, but I knew up until you know today, I had never heard any of their music. But I was aware of them. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I'll check it out. And then I forgot. You know, I almost picked up the album like, ah, I don't know. And then I get home and I get this magazine called Tape Up. And um, it's a magazine that's put out for free. Uh, you can also buy it on newsstands. But if you subscribe, you can subscribe for free, which is okay. phenomenal, if you ask me. Like, I, I still can't believe I've been getting this free for so long. But um, there just happened to be in, uh, like, I, I looked on the cover and there's an uh, interview with Gina Birch of the raincoats on I Play May Bass and Bass Loud. I'm like, oh. Ooh, wow, So I start reading cool. it. and So I'm like, oh, well, I'm reading it because I'm sitting down in my studio here waiting for laundry to finish so I can fold stuff up and go to bed. And I put on the song, Dude. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. I just a picture of you doing laundry at midnight. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, honestly, <laughs> it's probably like nine o'clock this time, but laundry at midnight is not unheard of.
3: Uh,
2: okay. Um,
0: and laundry during band rehearsal has always been a thing. You can ask any of my bandmates and they'll say, oh yeah, he loves to do laundry. Yeah. Yeah. It was the thing. Cause we always practice in like, you know, my family's basements, whether it's my grandparents, right. my parents, wherever. And so I do laundry while we we're practicing.
2: Hey, rock you know? and roll. Exactly. Multitasker right there. Uh, the
0: hell yeah, dude. So I'm reading the, the, Article on this, and then guess who the producer is?
2: <sighs> Afro.
0: Close, not quite. Oh, oh, okay. but 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 somebody who's gonna be that that big of a deal too.
2: Okay. So
0: the producer is youth. And I'm like, who's youth? I'm He's expecting this is some youth. you know millennial Oops. kid doing doing whatever. And then I start looking it up. I Google it and it says Martin Glover. I'm like, no, Martin Glover. I know, I know that name. Why do I know Martin Glover? Oh, he's the bassist of Killing Joke.
2: Hmm. Okay.
0: And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, now I definitely <laughs> have to hear this, right? So I, I put it on the record. Dude, you have to listen to this, right? You, you, that. It starts out with one of the greatest bass lines I've ever heard. And and it's not like a punk bass. It's, it It's more of like a 70s soul kind of bass. Right. But it's just this sick-ass bass line. And she's singing, and she's like, and I get up, and I wonder, what is my job? And then she like, I play my bass loud. I play my <laughs> bass loud. And... And the, the, just the cadence of the song, the the fun of it. And like, if you check out the video, like there's all these, uh, you know, different people playing bass throughout this video. Cause on the song, I think she has like five bass players.
2: Wow. I mean, well, hey, dude,
0: it's ridiculous in a great way.
2: Right on. Excellent. I'm yeah. going to have to
0: check that out. Oh dude, you'll love it. Well, so, and, and like, I'm not even close to done on this one, right? Because, oh, okay. so she's got the, I play my bass loud and I have to look this up here. Um, there's a song in there called Pussy Riot. Right on. I figured obviously, you'd love that one.
2: Yeah. Obviously dedicated to the band.
0: But then what started this whole record is, I guess she bumped into youth and they were talking and he was asking, I guess, one of her bandmates from the Raincoats, like, "Hey, are you guys interested in doing an album?" And uh, Anna from the Raincoats like, "No, nah, I don't." And Gina's like, "I do. Like, I've, I've had this song for a few years. I'd like to get it out." Um, and keep in mind, Gina is sixty eight. Oh, okay. Right, like, like, that. I point that out because I can't think of somebody who would have been 68 back in the seventies when she was starting that would have been still putting out music relevant to, you know, everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when I say the song, like the song that, that really, really grabbed me was the, the first single, which she put out in like 2011 and it's called feminist song. Ah. And it's great. Cause like, when you ask me if I'm a feminist, uh feminist, I say, to hell with powerlessness, to hell with loneliness. Um, you know, uh, yes, these women are in positions of power, but so many are in chains of drudgery. And then, um, so when you ask me if I'm a feminist, I say, why the hell would I not be? And then the chorus is great. It's like, I'm a city girl, I'm a warrior. I'm a city girl, I'm a warrior. The city made me this way. I'm a drunkard. I'm political. I'm contagious. I'm analytical. Mm -hmm. Dude, it's just fucking fantastic. Like, this album is just start to finish. Just, and it's like, it's very British, like, where there's a lot of, like, were you familiar with like the two tone scene coming out of London, Uh, like the early Ska in the 80s, like the second wave?
2: Uh, I know what you speak. Like to... the specials,
0: that sort of stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Madness.
2: Like once I heard band names. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. Yeah.
0: There, there's a lot of that kind of sound, but modernized. And um, if you if you remember, oh, fuck, 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 He died a while back. Joe Strummer. Oh, okay. Um, when he put out his solo records in the 90s, uh, Joe Strummer and the Mescalarios. Right. There are elements from those records that are kind of on here. Like so, so there's definitely like still still a little bit of a British sound. It's maybe not as definably British as it was, but I'm hearing a lot of the influences. And I, I dude, I cannot recommend this album enough. It's just wow. so good. It's so good. But like the I play my bass loud, I am I'm obsessed with that song because um to me it's the musician's version of that's not my name. That's not my name. They call me Gina. They call me Grace. You know, like that that mm-hmm. that that whatever that cutesy crazy song is. Um and I feel like I had one more thing written down, but I'm looking for it. Okay, Gina Birch, the Mothra album. No, I guess that's it. Everything else can be Metallica.
2: Uh, okay, well, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about that for myself. Well, while I was at my Metallica Midnight release party, of course, I'm in my own record shop. And, you know, as we're listening to the new record, I'm kind of um, going through, you know, all the stands and the bins and check, checking everything out. So I picked up a couple records myself um you being a musician okay one of the records i bought was nancy wilson one of the original snowy's angels she of heart fame obviously um her latest record 2021's you and me okay I didn't, you know, this record really existed. I just kind of, okay, it's, it's Nancy Wilson, you know, one of my all-time faves and all that. I picked it up. I did it again, like we did back when in teens, you know, just never heard this record before. But you check out the cover, the song titles, you know, it's on Metal Blade or whatever. Metal Forces gave it a, a really good review. So you pick it up, Sound Unheard that's what i did with this double album okay and for the most part it's not really my bag okay mm-hmm. there's a lot of not necessarily acoustic but that type of sound that that acoustic sound that you get with an electric guitar see this is i'm not mr gear guy Sometimes talking.
0: (laughs) That kind of sound you can get with an electric guitar.
2: Yeah, that sounds acoustic, but I have a feeling that it kind of isn't.
0: We just call that a clean tone.
2: Okay. (laughs) Okay, well.
0: In in your defense, that makes sense because nine times out of ten, the guitars you're listening to have so much fuzz and distortion that there's no semblance of a clean tone anywhere.
2: Uh, well hey then that's so pretty close yeah yeah, yeah
0: in, in your defense it makes sense it's a good description <laughs> and it communicates what you want to do but but that is pretty fun funny
2: though. okay yeah okay well this this double album okay it's it ranges from some pretty bluesy stuff to a couple straight up rock songs including um, her version of Pearl Jam's daughter. Really? Which, which I didn't even know like that. But apparently it's uh, on the soundtrack of uh, of some movie. I can't remember what, it, what, what it's called. Anyways, that song kind of really fit the theme of the movie. Wow. And the record wraps up, not counting Side D, which are bonus tracks, with a really cool instrumental called For Edward, which is dedicated to the late, great Eddie Van Halen. You know, oh. like the the um f- for the most part like this is definitely uh, a musician's record and for just just fans like myself this is going to be a good record to on when like mrs snowy and i were were just kicking back with a pot of coffee and just vegging and listening to music like that's going to be a good record just for that at the same time you'll remember a couple time a couple years ago, I fawned all, all over the band Fanny. Now, who Fanny were, um, and I, I never even heard of this band. And it's just, it's so embarrassing that I didn't even hear of them until just a couple years ago when there was a documentary about them aired at the Cinematheque, my local art house theater. And I saw previews for it, and I'm like, okay, um, never heard of this band, but it looks like they've got a really good story. So I'm going to check out this documentary. And the sto- the thing that made them so interesting is they were one of the very first bands of all all female bands signed on to a major label that played their own instruments. Oh, wow. because we're we're talking 19 early early 70s when at the time yeah Motown had your your um Supremes your you know Gladys Knight and the pimps and you know um all those other bands okay I'm sorry they're just they're they're they're, they're just not coming to me but for the most part the ladies back then were just At least in the mainstream, like you had some amazing female musicians, you know, doing the blues and bluegrass and all that kind of a more more underground thing. But for major labels at the time, women were basically just the voice. Right. You know, that changed that changed with Fanny. Some, you know, enterprising A&R, you know, took took a chance on them. And while they never really broke through commercially, they were a big influence on one Susie Quattro. Patty Quattro would eventually join Fanny in their dying years.
3: Oh, no kidding.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, Fanny begot Quattro, Quattro begat the runaways, the runaways, well, you're often running with women in rock and roll. So... A very important band, and I found their third album, Fanny Hill, at um, at RG's during my uh, my listening party. I picked it up. It's so far, so good. I haven't been able to give it a full once-over, but I'm definitely enjoying it. It includes a uh, cover of um, the Beatles' Hey Bulldog as well. Um, a couple other records just... A couple days later, as I'm just running around the record shop, I grab. I found another um, album from Angel. You will remember Angel. Their, their 77 record, White Hot, on the old Casablanca oh, yeah. record label. I haven't given that a spin. And I'm a geek, okay? Whenever I see these kind of unique records from yet from yet from yesteryear um, I always have to snap them up especially when they're keeping these records were keeping the old stories alive I haven't been able to give this a spin yet but the 1966 TV soundtrack of the old Tarzan series okay the um, the episode the eyes of the lion so that's, once again, that's going to be one of those type of records, you know, that we enjoy. As, you know, Mrs. Snowy and I, we, we sit down and we like to listen to these, these adaptations, these stories and all that. So really looking forward to that. Um, as well, while I was out in a boat, the same day... The new fistful of metal. Yes, okay. Once again, I have to prep I have to preface this. New to Canada. Okay, our in our listeners in Europe, okay, it's probably already been on the stands for a while. It just hit the stands this week here. And I got totally stoked because, dude, when was the last time you saw a magazine? Okay. That had both Wasp and Thin Lizzy on the cover.
0: 1986.
2: <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, you got both Blackie Lawless and Phil linet on the cover talking about, you know, 40 years of of Wasp. And it's the anniversary of the uh, Armed and Dangerous live Thin Lizzy record and all that. And they're pretty expensive after here because it's import and all that after all the taxes and all that. Like this magazine's on the other side of 20 bucks. But it's uh it's an absolutely amazing read. And of course, we've had one of their scribes, Aaron Price, on the show. We definitely mm-hmm. have to have him back on. But yeah, it's it's just and I just discovered so many other great great new bands that are somewhat sometimes like new to me you know and i just just i'm flip i'm flipping through it now and it's just like there's never been a dud issue never been a dud issue so really stoked for that can't wait to get into it um it's april okay but there is a new tradition. This is the second year running now here in the Winnipeg metal scene called Halloween in April. Okay, now basically what this is at the fabled Albert Club here here in Winnipeg that um, I've always likened it to like the CBGBs of Western Canada. This is a club that all the big-name punk bands have played and you know it's a dingy hole in the wall it's got that same vibe and it's so nice that the Albert is still around well now every year middle of April we have a new tradition called Halloween in April where you're encouraged to dress up in Halloween the in Halloween costumes the the building was decorated in Halloween decorations and the bands all all dressed up and unfortunately i wasn't able to uh you know because like like i said i took the brood to the mario movie and then straight from the movie to the show and all that so i didn't have an opportunity to to get all dolled up but um a lot of people did I took a lot of great, great pictures. I know I'm really bad with the social media, but since I'm talking about it, I got to get it up on our Instagram and in on our um, our Facebook, at least because yeah, a lot of really cool stuff. Not just the awesome bands, including our good buddies and shit happens, another great Winnipeg band, Sends Regret, ex- excellent band, love them. And the headliner was Psychos, the Psycho 78s, which is Evan from Shit Happens. That's his Misfits tribute band who we spoke to talking about the Misfits and the whole tribute thing and all that. So I think that's going to be a tradition for this show is having the Psycho's headline that. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a fantastic night. Everyone got all... All dolled up. It was also the birthday celebration for our good buddy and radioactive metal alum Bangus Young, Denise Denny. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday to her and our new buddy Peter Max, who uh, I'm just like I befriended him on Facebook. Went back and went back and forth for a while, and that death match wrestling show that i spoke to a couple episodes ago he was there and we got introduced it's like dude yes i know you yeah i know you too and all that yeah (laughs) i guess that's how facebook works you know you some sometimes that's where you meet and then you meet face to face and you become buds well it was his birthday as well so we kind of had a dual celebration a good time was had by all, except it kind of, ah, the next day there was a post, there was a uh, post on Facebook that, uh, and I hate to say this out loud, but it just, I have to get this off my chest because it's kind of gnawing at me. But Evan, okay, who did double duty in two bands to entertain us, to make this Saturday, like, a memorable night Had his wallet lifted Oh come on Someone actually stole his wallet And it's just like that's uh, that just Because I, Shit like this Is just poison It's poison to the scene Yeah, uh, you, you, you know like If you're there Like obviously you have some connection To the music and all that Why would you want to do something stupid Like that to just, it's just, it gives the whole scene a black eye. And honestly, if we ever find out like who did this, I'm going to do everything that I can just to have them barred from future shows. Yeah. You know, I do have some stroke in this town and, you know, I'll definitely going to uh, put that to use on the way there though. Okay, and I got to give Mrs. Snowy a big a big shout out and all that, because she's she didn't want to come to the show. OK, but she gives me a lift there and back and I'm uh, I'm I'm turning the radio on. And it had, it had been so long and I kind of forgot because I'm just kind of moving through the channels like like you know whenever there's a sucked out song come on i always change the channel and all that sure enough i hear a rat song so you think you're tough so i leave it on that station then boom d snyder's voice comes on and you're listening to the house of hair it's like wow oh shit, i've totally forgot about this show Like, and I didn't even know it was on Saturday night on one of the other rock stations that I really don't listen to very much. But, okay, this is great. This is great. The next song, okay, is a live version of Keel's The Right to Rock. Oh, wow. That's another song I hadn't heard in a while. Never even heard this live version and all that. Dude, I swear, as we were approaching the club, I almost said to Mrs. Snowy, you know, let's drive around <laughs> until 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 this show is over and all that. But uh shit happens. We're we're about to uh we're about to go on and I already had my phone blowing up from people. Hey Snowy, where are you? You better get your ass down here and all that. All right, all right. So I gotta remember Saturday nights in my area. D. Snyder's House of Hair, like whenever we have one of those Saturdays where we're just like I said, just kind of vegging, having a living room date night and all that. I think we better give that a spin. And finally, before we get to some music here, I mentioned I mentioned the Cinematheque. Yes. Awesome. Art house, theater here. Yeah, it just only holds about 50 people or so. Just, you know. And they do a lot of cool documentaries. You know, I saw the the Bay Area Thrash doc there, the, you know, the, um, and the Headbanger's Journey doc, the documentary there. And I saw the Fanny documentary. Well, on Tuesdays, okay, and it's two different movies every month, but on Tuesdays, they have their cult cinema night. Slumber Party Massacres 1 and 2 every tuesday and it's like okay i have to see the original slumber party massacre in the theater in that theater setting like i've seen it so many times over the years on vhs and now it's on a couple of my streaming services and all that and yeah but when it first came out in 1982 i believe it was obviously we were too young to get into it and i don't even remember seeing it in any of the theaters up here, around that time. Okay, so obviously I didn't get a chance to see in the theater, so I hopped all over this, and of course, Slumber Party Massacre One is—it's just a classic. Okay, but I'm gonna stick around though for Slumber Party Massacre Two. And the whole reason why I'm talking about this on our Metal Fix. Is because of the music slant for it. Remember Wings? The TV show Wings?
0: Yes, Crystal Bernard.
2: Crystal Bernard. Okay, yes. This this was Crystal Bernard pre-Wings. Really? And she was now I have to see it. (laughs) She was she was no, she's not the one that gets topless though. One of one of her one of her bandmates, I can't remember what what it is, but she's She's in a band and she's going out for the weekend to a friend's cabin in the woods and all that, or out out, out and about. And meanwhile, she's being plagued by this Freddy type uh rock and roller. Pictured like a demented Elvis or okay. one of those greasers like the Fawns. Yep, yep. Okay, and his guitar has a drill at the end. Oh jeez. Because of the driller killer from the first summer party massacre. Wow, okay. Now I remember seeing this movie when it first came out on VHS. Okay. And I remember it being the shits. Okay, like this this movie is absolutely horrible. Yeah. Okay. Well, you give it, you know, a couple decades or three. You see it again in the theaters and you know what? It's still the physical shits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, oh my god! It's like this movie is just horrible. But oh okay, let's kind, of, <laughs> let's kind of let's kind of see it out. And it had kind of a cool soundtrack and all that. But it's just oh my god, none of this just uh, really, really okay. It's not one of those. Um, you know, Empire is better than A New Hope. Some people would argue that. Some people would argue that Aliens is better than Alien. Oh, some yeah, people would argue yeah. that Terminator 2 is better than the first one. There is no arguing this. I don't care who you are. Crystal Bernard's current husband is not going to fight me <laughs> on what is better, the original. Or part two. I've seen the remake to Summer Party Massacre, and it's actually not that bad in terms of the remakes and all that. And that totally destroys the the uh, sequel. But like I said, it's got the strong music connection. If you just want a good, goofy, goofy, dumb time, yeah, uh, grab a case of beer, grab your buddies. You know, that's the way we did it back in 1987. <laughs> all that. So you might have to do that in 23, 20, 2023. Let's get on with some cool tunes here. You might remember a couple of years ago, I was all over a cool Japanese band, um, kind of like with a death metal sound mixed with some cool hardcore, and it made with a great combination. Cruelty, their new record, Untopia, is available now. Really, really good stuff. Um, Let's go with the track from that. This is Harder Than Before. What's up everyone, when on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast,
3: or playing in punk bands,
2: or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. Discovered from that cool new issue of Fistful of Metal, and what? once again, dude, this is one of those times where you just feel like a knob, it's like, okay, this band, four records in, have I not even heard of Air Raid? What a great song that was, from their Fatal Encounters Record available now from the good folks at High Roller Records, and that's that's one of those labels. Now you know, like we talked er, when I mentioned earlier, like you you look at a record, oh, it's on Metal Blade, got to pick it up. High Roller now in the in the two thousands here. That's one of those same labels. So yeah, really great stuff. Really great stuff. Well, my friend. I know you're getting on at the bit You're itching to start This has been, a like, like I said It's been a hell of a last couple days Starting off with last Thursday as we speak Because we both attended um, record release parties For the Mighty 72 Seasons The new record from Metallica So I'm going to start Pour myself another drink here, and I'm going to give you the reins, and I'm following your lead. This is your puppy, man. All
0: right. We got a lot to talk talk about here. So, the first thing is how flipping cool was it, dude, that you and I were almost simultaneously at (laughs) release parties?
2: Uh huh. Because they don't happen very much anymore.
0: No. And and they were happening everywhere around the world.
2: Mm -hmm. So,
3: there
0: were people like us everywhere waiting till midnight so they could buy this record Mm
2: -hmm. you know oh definitely definitely
0: just how how cool is that because like and the funny thing is so the the record uh release party was at monster music here in south carolina in charleston and that's where it was in 2016 for hardwired self-destruct oh i think hardwired man i don't know if it was on a thursday night I, I it it had to be a Thursday night because I know it was a because I had to work the next morning and mm-hmm. I was up late and I and I had to work early the next day. So it was it was a long day, but it was still cool and totally worth it. Mm-hmm. And so so let's 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 start with seventy two seasons. So remember when we first started talking about this record and looking at the artwork and be like, Seventy two seasons? Like what's that mean? Did you ever figure it out?
2: Yeah, it's seventy-two seasons. There are four seasons in a year. Yep. Four times eighteen is seventy-two. 72. It's basically childhood,
0: right? The first
2: eighteen years of your life, mm-hmm. right?
0: And what's funny is it's been driving me crazy. Like seventy-two seasons. Like what? What in the world does this mean? Literally, I figured it out before I went to the show. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so here. Um, at seven o'clock Eastern time, I went to, um, our local indie theater down here called the Terrace Theater. It's on James Island near Folly Beach.
2: Right on. Shout and out. And
0: it, 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 just has such a great vibe to it. It, it has like an old Hollywood kind of vibe. Um, I, I've only been there twice, oddly enough, both from Metallica, um, showings. Uh, the first, first one was S and M two a few years back
2: oh wow
0: oh and uh, that's what i i know i like the sound of the theater like the theater sounds great i'm like man this is gonna be awesome and so so i go there for it at seven o'clock it's me and a ton of other um you know metallica fans there there's even a family like you know husband wife and two kids and they're oh. all there watching it Nice. Yeah, oh, and it was hysterical because they're like, well, you're still going to have to get your homework done tonight. You know? <laughs> it
2: was, well, it was priorities, just, come on. It, well, yeah.
0: But I mean, it was great to see stuff like that. And they're talking about it. And so I, I I love that they did this, and I hope that they do it again. Because mm-hmm. I remember for, I think it was hardwired or even possibly Death Magnetic, where they were doing uh, release parties that fans could attend, right? And where Ritala could be there and they would take you through through the record. And just based on this film, I am willing to bet that they probably had a lot of fans be like, oh, I wish I could have been there. It'd be great if we could see it. And they came up with this idea of they would introduce the songs and then play the song. Right. So I got to listen to the entire album introduced and, you know, talked about and little anecdotes and things by the members of metallica you know so, sometimes there's all four of them sometimes it was only a couple you know different people each time on a couple of the tracks but they would all kind of give their take and be like oh this is what this one meant to me and that sort of stuff now you know how we talked about this album cover being very like horror movie like like a oh, hitchcock yeah. right uh-huh. it, it's very like psychological thriller kind of thing mm-hmm. um Everything that the band did was shot in black and white. Oh, okay. It, and, and just the way they shot it, the angle, the room, it was very Hitchcock, right? It just had, had a lot of that vibe. And I just loved every minute of it. And then the funny part is um, some of the same clips are now like on Instagram and other you know social media sites that Metallica has. Um, it's not as cool like it's not as cool in color cuz cuz they put it out in full color I'm like no I got the clear cool ah. version mm-hmm. you know so they're talking through it and they they just kind of went track by track and that's kind of what I want to do with you here right okay. um and then like I said then then I went to the music store and you know we'll we'll kind of get to that part here so um the first track 72 seasons what was your initial thought dude
2: uh, that's now the new single, like the latest. Thing. I heard that I heard it on the radio today, it's actually. It's like, brilliant. yeah, like there's like four singles now off of this. Uh, Sc- Screaming Suicide, Lux Eterna, In Darkness Had His Son, and now 72 seasons. I don't know if that's official single or okay. what, but my radio today was playing it. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. This hasn't been announced as a single yet, but this is cool. It's a good way to start the album off. Yeah.
0: So what like what what are your thoughts about the song? What did it remind you of?
2: Uh I I can't really I can't okay. really say. Yeah.
0: Well I, I'm gonna kind of take you back. So remember when we heard Luxaterna? Do you remember mm-hmm. the things we were saying about that?
2: Well, yeah, it fit in with, with, with the kill all. And there was a strong, uh, like diamond head influence as yeah. well.
0: Strong new wobbum, right? Mm-hmm. Strong new wobbum and, and, and also motorhead overtones. When I hear 72 seasons and that fuzzed up bass, just Flying. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is their tribute to Lemmy, you know? Right. And, and they didn't say that, but that's just like, like the vibe. And, and just so many things you and I talked about from that one song and the things that we said, like, oh man, but we're going to get more like the new album influences and that sort of stuff. And that dude, this album is a banger start to finish.
2: There is. Yeah, I can't. My My only beef with yeah. it is maybe it's just a little bit too long.
0: I you know, I can see that.
2: But yeah, yeah, but that's that's really my only beef. I'm not I don't know this as well as you did. You've had a chance to give it, you know, sub some more, more spins than I did. So um from what from what I've heard of it so far, yeah, I'm I'm really digging it.
0: Yeah, dude, I absolutely love it. So right, so it opens up with just that flying bass riff on seventy two seasons and then shadows follow. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's terrible, like I could, if if we were playing it, I could, re- I could remember it, I can't remember right now, but I made some different notes, because um, at first I just started like just watching and listening, and some of the songs had like official quote-unquote videos, or they at least had like the band members in them. Other songs, they just did like, you remember like the old 90s screensavers on computers? Right. The lasers that would dance and the cubes. Like, they did stuff like that.
2: Oh, uh, okay.
3: And then
0: there was one, and I'll have to put these pictures up on Instagram, too, where um it was like a video game, and it was scrolling. It kind of reminded me of like a Dig Dug, and you had Metallica <laughs> and like pixels and stuff. And, and dude, it was, it, was, it was so much fun, because there was so much going on. Because, like, I'm listening to music, and I'm trying to focus on music, but then I went and I'm like, oh, let me take in the visuals, because they're telling a whole story here and just so much of the photography, so much of the, the, the themes and things just like come back to what we said about like that psychological thriller, those old horror movies, you know, Mm it was just so much fun. All right. So let's see here. Um, You must burn was a big
2: standout for me. Okay.
0: So like, what what were your thoughts on that one? Like, I, I absolutely loved that one.
2: Um, ah, I'm trying to place it. Like I said, you I know, it's so. Yeah, and there was there's just so so much, and there's just so so much going on this this weekend. So, but I know once you know once I give this another spin, which will probably be later tonight. Everything that you just said is going to come, or what you're going to say yeah. right now is 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 definitely going to come flooding in. Like, like, like I said, there, there's not really a, a, dud, a dud track.
0: No, exactly. Right. All right. So now, um, like, probably one of my favorite tracks on the record, and it's possibly because of the way Rob Trujillo talked about it. But, um, you know, Rob's talking about this particular song. And he's like, man, he's like, this, if I was ever going to say Metallica had a surf song, like, this is our surf <laughs> song. Oh, okay. And I'm like, really, and it's "Sleepwalk My Life Away," and that's the one that kind of starts with like the, the tribal drums in the beginning, and I'm like, okay, yeah, like I can see that, and I, and I really love that song. And then one of the other th- things I want to point out, so um, on "Too Far Gone," as and when they start getting towards towards the end of the album. Um, you know, James is talking about, I was like, yeah, man, we had a lot of fun here. We were doing guitar harmonies and we had like this Thin Lizzy thing going on. Cause you know, Thin Lizzy is obviously a huge influence on Metallica, mm-hmm. but I gotta say on Too Far Gone, like Room of Mirrors, definitely. I, I, I got the, the, the Thin Lizzy vibe, but on Too Far Gone, dude, that was Kiss. Like, okay. That was so Kiss. That, that, I heard so much Kiss influence in there. But like I said, overall, it was New Wabum. It was Motorhead. You know, there was so much of that. Now, the overall guitar sounds. Well, okay, hang on. One, one, thing, one other thing I'd like to talk about. So one, um, I've just i I've always loved Robert Trujillo as a bassist. And the longer he's with Metallica and the more things he does, I just love him even more.
3: Mm-hmm. But
0: that ending song, In a Morata, Mur- Right. Mm. It's like over 10 minutes. I think it's like 11 minutes long.
2: Right. Right. Yes. That was a while we were at the listening party. Yeah. Someone actually said, okay, this last song is going to be about 10 minutes, people. So, you know, buckle up.
0: Well, (laughs) um, that bass break in the middle. Do you know what I'm talking about?
2: Yeah.
0: That was so Sabbath. Mm hmm. It was so Sabbath. It. it was just so great. And like, it was really fun watching the the film because they're interviewing Trujillo and he's like, this is probably the most special music I've ever played for Metallica. Like you could see he was really moved by that just particular piece of the music. And I'm like, wow, okay. I can't wait to hear this. And they I guess I'm like, oh, shit. Like, this is great. You know, and just the whole the whole move they create, the vibe, like wow. Like, I, I just I, I can't gush over this record enough. Like I liked Hardwired, I like this more.
2: Oh, that's that's fighting words.
0: You know, like I, I dude, I love Hardwired Self Destruct, great album, but I actually like this one more. And I didn't think I was going to. You know, for starters, I didn't like the artwork at first. Right. <laughs> you know. And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna I like. And Lux Return was good, but I'm like, okay, you know, you always leave with a good sing- single. And then when, like I said, when when it kicked off with um, the seventy two seasons, I'm like, oh, holy shit, okay, like like it's it's on, you know. This this is just a killer yes. killer record, and it's fun to hear them all get excited about stuff. All right, overall sound, did it sound as heavy to you as previous Metallica records?
2: Uh, no, no, but I never really, that's not necessarily a, uh, a detriment to enjoying like a good record.
0: Well, no, not at all. Not at all. But I, I noticed it because again, that goes back to the new Wabam sound, right? Like, because new Wabam was really kind of coming on the heels of rock and roll, mm-hmm. right? When you get that new wave of British heavy metal. And the guitar sounds on this are really rock and roll guitar sounds, right? This this feels like Les Paul cranked Marshall, and I and I wrote that down because you know Kirk has the ESPs, and in every video he's playing the ESPs. But there's a couple times, and I wish I would have wrote the specific track down. But I, I'm I'm listening to solo, and I'm like, son of a bitch, this sounds this sounds like a Les Paul. Like it really sounds uh, sounds like Gibson, like because it, it because it sounded like some of the classic Kiss solos done on mm-hmm. you know. Right. Um, shit, what was I just gonna ask
2: you about this? I don't know. I
0: know, dude.
2: going to kill me here.
0: <laughs> um, there's probably something about the sound.
2: Overall, uh, it's, yeah. I I enjoyed it. Like like in terms of the sound and and the production. Like it didn't. Like if if that's like every new Metallica record, like the 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 criticisms just go flying off the off the keyboards. Uh, okay, if if someone is to say, "Well, the worst thing about this, that's a good song and all that," but the production is crap, or this or that, or you know, like okay, if if that's the worst thing, then uh, that doesn't really bother me.
0: I think this is one of the best sounding records they've put out since Puppets for me. Okay.
2: Yeah, no,
1: that's...
0: And that's the other thing I was going to say. Did you notice how many of these guitar solos felt like they were just lifted right from the Puppets record?
2: That's, well, that's, I think they're intentionally doing that. I think they've kind of had enough. You know, they've followed up the hardwired, like they've heard so many years, oh, wow, well, my Metallica is the 80s, and which that's mine, too. <laughs> okay, I think they made a conscious effort to go back to that. And you heard that with yeah. Lux Eterna, as we yeah. said, you know.
0: But I, I don't think they did it for the fans. I really think they did it for them.
2: Okay, well that's
0: fair. To me, this record feels like the "fuck you." We're gonna make the record
2: we really want. That's right. That that's right because they don't, they don't even have to cater to a record company anymore. No, because anything
0: anything they damn well
2: please. Because this is on Blackened Records, Mm -hmm. and I have a feeling that these are that's the only band on and for all and on black and this is the only yeah that's the only band on the blackened label for all intents and purposes okay and we're gonna catch a little bit of flack from this especially from our punk listeners this is a DIY album oh yeah <laughs> now you might not think of that because they have the they always had the corporate machine behind them Okay, and now they are their own corporate machine. But at the at the end of the day, this is it. Like this is this is a DIY record. Not only just the record label, but apparently they bought their own um, record pressing plant as well for this record. Like all of their records and all that is all. They're making it all themselves. Did I? Did you hear that?
0: No, I didn't hear that. Um, I, I know they had st- uh, stopped the vinyl club for this year to make sure they could handle the vinyl production. Okay. Um, but I thought it was more because of supply chain things, because it would cost a lot to own all your own vinyl press machines, unless you are also making records for other people to make it profitable.
2: I guess if you got enough money behind. You, you know,
0: know. now could, could i see them being part owners in um you know some, some indie company that presses vinyl to make sure that good quality vinyl is getting out there absolutely you know well, maybe and, that's but, but it i can see them doing more than just their records like i could see them making sure that it presses a lot of records
2: Hmm. i would really like to as, as much as we enjoyed that what was it 1989 when lars did that New wave of British Heavy Metal compilation album. I would really like to see Lars put his money where his mouth is and on this blackened label sign some of those because those bands are still doing it. Oh yeah. You know, from then from the new wave of of British Heavy Metal, the Diamond Heads, the Holocausts. You know, they're still out and about doing it. Girl school. Like come on, Lars, sign these bands. It-
0: so, I you know, there's obviously I I I don't have anything other than speculation, but just the sound of this record, what they have planned already. I would say it's not out of the question, dude. Mm-hmm. I I really don't think so because so at the end of the movie, and I was telling you this via our text, but August 18th and August 20th live in theaters so they're gonna broadcast live to theaters um, a concert they're doing in Texas and it's gonna be no repeat set lists
2: yeah because that's the tour
0: yeah and I'm like okay well I'm gonna go both nights you know it's a Friday and a Sunday I'm like well I' I'm, I'm going both nights because one I don't know when Metallica is ever gonna get close to me again mm-hmm. two. The tickets are really outrageous anymore, especially for a a show of that magnitude, right? Like Metallica can really command the ticket prices. Kiss can really command the ticket prices. So, you know, if if like, cause like when I saw this in theaters, like 16 bucks, that's totally worth it to me. Right. Mm -hmm. So if the tickets to see them broadcast this live show are 16 bucks, that's going to be like going to see a concert back in the eighties.
2: Right. You know? Uh, like, master puppets tour i think was like 13 bucks here exactly mm-hmm. so
0: like i think that'll be a blast dude
2: yeah yeah it's definitely something that i i want to see like that like that's the whole tour up here it's not coming to winnipeg but edmonton okay a couple of provinces over yeah um uh, metallica no repeat tour different set every night Pantera supporting one night and Five Finger Death Punch are supporting the next. Now, <laughs> that means if you go both nights. You're going to be sitting through a lot of '90s stuff, which uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, you know, shelling out she- she- shelling out for that. But if they were, because I don't know if like Metallica live and I, I think we might be done. <laughs> you know, like I've see I've seen them a number of times and you know, while ticket prices for this one might not be as astronomical as we're anticipating, it's 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 still probably going to be a lot. Yeah. And I just don't know if I want to just sit through like a bunch of Metallica that I kind of lost interest in the band because of of that stuff, and then on top, like a stadium full of, like bandwagon jumpers, like you know you you know me well enough by now what that would do to me. Oh yeah, I I would have to kill someone or something. Yeah. I don't know. So <laughs> I don't know if they like you know you, you know how Iron Maiden does the um, they did that one tour like uh, was it the the Power Slave the re- Return to the Eighties and they were all doing. You know, which for Maiden, like I would still prefer a lot of the new stuff, much to the ch- the chagrin of a lot of Maiden fans.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, I'm glad to hear you say that because I honestly feel the same way. It is not that I don't want to hear a classic show because, like, if 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 they would say, "Hey, we're going to go out and do Live After Death," we're going to do that set list um, for for a tour, like I'd be there, mm-hmm. I'd be there in a heartbeat because that, that's a huge part of my childhood. But I told you, my first ever, my first ever Metallica show, or no, not Metallica show, my Iron Maiden show, was, the um, majority was all, like, the last 10 years of Maiden. And it was fantastic. I was, I was so surprised, because I don't know any of that near as well as I knew um, any of the other stuff. But they write such great songs, that doesn't matter. Like you just get swept up, and it's easy to sing along, man.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's that's what I want to see in a Metallica show. I, I I want them to go. We're going back to the roots. Garage Days revisited, 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 and we're gonna do, you know, everything from the eighties. A couple songs. From 72 Seasons and some Merciful Fade covers, some diamond head cover. Well, they do that anyways. (laughs) You know, and it's like I'm there, I'm there. I will shell out all they want for that. Yeah. Uh, Well, and the funny part is not
0: not like they're not gonna sell out anyway, Mm -hmm. but imagine if they said, Hey, we're gonna do the first three albums. Like that's Uh... gonna be the set list. It's only gonna be the first three.
2: Yeah, that's going to get a lot of people like me where their Metallica heyday, as much as I enjoy this record and Hardwired, that was my, that was my heyday, those first three records, because, you know, they were young, dumb, full of cum, you just, you know, they ruled, they ruled the underground, we didn't know what was going to happen, and if someone You know, if future Snowy came back to me in a Marty McFly-type DeLorean and said, hey, you know what? Metallica is going to be doing stadiums. I would have (laughs) laughed, you know, because hair was still ruling the world and there were so many A A and R like, this thrash, that doesn't, that's shit. That's not going to do nothing and all that. Now, if you would have told me that one day – Metallica, Anthrax, Slayer, and Megadeth were going to play Yankee Stadium together. Ah, I would have had me conv- i would have had me committed. Dude, totally with you. Totally. Yeah, you. yeah. All yeah,
0: right. So, so tell me about the release party at your record store.
2: Yes, yes. I want to start it off just by once again giving Mrs. Snowy such a shout out for this because. Like, I don't drive, I don't have a license. I never did get my driver's license. And I've had people over the years, why don't you drive a DUI or like what? And I was like, no, wouldn't be stupid enough to do that. You know, it's just I never got my license, you know, in my teens. I met Mrs. Snowy, fun snowy fact here. I met her in high school. We have been together 34 years now. Okay. And we never split. We never went on a break. Okay. We never did any of that bullshit. It's just been a solid and amazing 34 years together. In high school, when we first started dating, she had a car and a driver's license. Okay. So so she would pick me up in the morning. Like I had my own super smoking hot private chauffeur that took me <laughs> to school every day. So I'm not messing with that. You know, so I just never got my driver's license. Yeah. So now be, yeah. we went literally three decades more without a car. And we recently got uh, we recently got a car a nice a nice blue one that she calls Boo that's her Boo. Yeah. Okay cuz you have to have you know you have to name your skateboard, your shotgun, your pool cue, you got to give it a name. Well, that's her Boo and she basically drives me around wherever I need to go. Right? To shows or to the movies or whatever. And a lot of times she just doesn't want to go with me so i'm kind of like yeah but do i want to bother her you know for to drive me across town because i went to rg's record shop they were the only ones doing the uh midnight release party fortunately the good folks that planted the sound they weren't doing anything and you know, I they didn't give me any shit for going there <laughs> for it. I was kind of like, when I went when I went in there talking to Dave and Kathy. Shout out, great people! Hey, Snowy, how's it going? Uh, well, I went to RG's for to buy the seventy two season. You know, oh, oh, cool, right on, oh, good. <laughs> I, I didn't want them to say, well, why didn't you buy it here? Like, we had copies and all that. Copies why didn't you come here Friday? <laughs> yeah. Because like all, all the record shops, they know I'm a whore. I screw around with every record shop in town. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all that. So, uh, yeah, the plan was going to my record release party at RG's clear across town. But... Do I want to ask Mrs. Snowy to drive me, you know, all the way across town at like 10 in the evening? We didn't get home until about 1 a.m. Oh, yeah. Well, and of nice. course, you know, we got to go to work the next day. So I said to her a couple of days beforehand, I said, I want to do this, but I don't really want to ask you to do this for me because it's going to be late. And, oh, my God, can I marry you again? She said, okay, sounds good. Really? Yeah, not a problem. Like, she didn't want to hang out in a record shop for two hours, but she she listens to audiobooks. You know, she can plug her phone into the, um, the car stereo. She has the Nintendo Switch. Nice. She packed that. She waited in the car for about two and a half hours. Oh, it's awesome, dude! Playing, you know, playing her video games and listening to her audio books and all that. And it's not the first time she's done this. Like I've gone to like punk p- punk shows at at Bulldogs, and she 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 she's I figured she was just gonna drop me off and then go home and then come back later. And she's like, "No, I got my stuff. You go ahead." You know, I really don't want to spend an evening with a bunch of your punk rock friends and all that. I got my video game. I got my books. And she <laughs> she waited out in the parking lot all night. And people are having a hard time believing that she did this. Well, why don't you tell her to come in? Dude, I, I want to. OK, but she's doing her thing, you know, so yeah, big, big shout out to her. You know, I love her so, so much for just for doing stuff like this. The record release party itself. Okay, like I said, it's at the RGs and it's just a small, yeah. it's a small, um, and like I'll, I took some pictures, you know, of the promotional items that were all over the, um, that were all, were all over the store and when they put the record on they put a now spinning on 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 the record player I took a picture of that overall there was maybe 20 people that kind of showed up and we just all kind of hung out we listened to the new record the only person i really knew there apart from the staff was mr mike deadly from the Winnipeg metal scene, here, who was over the years have been in a number of bands. So when I saw him right away, I said, Oh, this is great. So cool to see you. You know, and we spent all evening just kind of hanging out, listening to music and all that. He bought some other records. Oh shit, he bought this awesome um, Voivod set of I don't know how many vinyl albums but it was on the other side of 200 bucks. Oh wow. And he said, "Well, this is actually my uh this is actually my Christmas present because my partner had bought me something else but it was defective and we had to send it back. So I uh. called him up. I I called him up and I said, "Okay, because we did we because my Christmas present was a bust, how about how about we do this? Okay, and so he was so stoked that uh, that he got his Voivod box set. Oh, that's uh, awesome! Really, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um, so yeah, we kicked back, we listened to you know, we also went about, um, like I said, I the, the metal fix. I bought a couple records and just if you're going to go to a record shop at midnight. You are a little more of a fan than just, ah, I like the new record. Uh, I'll just play it in the background. Or I just listen to the radio when I'm at work. Or when I'm going to and from work. I was surrounded by like 20 other musical connoisseurs. And then the ultimate connoisseur gave me a call about halfway through the evening. And I'm using my phone for something else okay <laughs> and then uh, it, it pops on the screen Aaron calling oh shit oh, I suck with the phone like you know I'm trying to trying to get out of what I what I was doing it's like oh no he's gonna hang up and all that fortunately yes we we did connect and thanks for calling man I, well, dude, I, I couldn't resist because I'm like, so
0: yeah. you know he's like, he said he's gonna be there. I'm like, I'm gonna call and see what's going on at his party.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was fantastic. Um, we uh, after they timed they they put the record on and kind of timed it so it would finish up right in front of midnight. And then right at midnight, we all grabbed a copy. Some people grabbed a uh, some CDs. I needed the vinyl. Like, there's no way that I was going to be going for a midnight release party and buying a CD as oh, yeah. good as it is. I'm sure. No, I'm grabbing the vinyl. I'm gra- I'm grabbing the vinyl. So, so
0: did your shop have the cassette?
2: They did. They did. I, yeah. They, I, I they, didn't. They, they tried pushing mine. the cassette on us what's that <laughs> they tried pushing the cassette on us and i'm like uh maybe in a couple years for the novelty but right now you know as i'm clutching my double vinyl i'm like this is what i want talk to me later
0: if my <laughs> shop has it when i go uh for record store day this saturday i'm gonna pick it up
2: right on right on yeah yeah eventually i will i will if you know, just, just, to have it.
0: Exactly. Cause, cause like I keep looking at the, um, like, like I said, I'm like, it just looks so cool.
2: Hmm. Okay. Right on, right on. No, that's definitely something you want after, you know, midnight, we all lined up, we made our purchase and all that. And then the staff is like, we want a picture. We want a picture of everyone.
0: Oh, that's awesome
2: and holding your, and I'll I'll put it up on Facebook, I'll put it up on Instagram, everyone holding what you bought, okay, this is where I was getting kind of irritated, because we got all these younger people, you know, and you're supposed to, you know, tall people in the back, the people in the front row kind of kneel, kneel, kneel down and all that, so I'm kind of like looking at the young people like, you know, let us old timers stand in the back. <laughs> yeah. You know, so everyone must have got a real kick out of me trying to go down on one knee, <laughs> which, which I did that when I proposed. You know, and I try not to do that very much now, but it's like ah, it's something to tell on this on 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 the show. It's so, something to share with the listeners how I, you know, just for this lousy picture. You know, I I did I did what I had to do. I did what I had to do, and it was just ah, it was it was a fantastic night. Afterwards, Mike and I we we kind of hung out in the parking lot and chatted for a bit, and and like I said, by the time we got home, it was one it was one in the morning. Now, fortunately, Mrs. Snowy does does work at home, so her commute to work is down the stairs. Okay, so that that really helped, but um. Yeah, it was it was definitely an exciting night and like you said it's so cool that people are doing this. You know, like like I remember years ago when there would be like a new here here in Canada, I know the Tragically Hip. Oh yeah. That, I don't know if that band really is anything in the US, but no, in Canada no, in Canada they're like the Beatles. Yeah. Okay. Well, I remember years ago, the early 90s, whenever there was a new tragically hit album, they would do the midnight thing. You know, so that was kind of a lost art. Hopefully, I just don't I just don't know how many more bands are are going to have the cachet to be able to do this.
0: Well, how many more bands have the
2: draw? Right. 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 Because Exactly. We're,
0: we're so splintered right now where there's, and, and this is, this, this is a good thing, but then it's also a bad thing, right? That um, there's just so many bands. You, you don't have that obsession wow. where it sweeps up so many people. Mm-hmm. Like something like this is, I mean, like, like, let, let's even look outside music and look at Harry Potter. Right, like
2: oh yeah, but yeah. We went to three book release parties us at midnight too, as a family. Right? Yeah,
0: midnight book releases. You know, we pre-order. We go to the party just to see everybody in costume. It was a blast.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: when's the last time that's happened for a book?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's definitely been a while. Yeah,
0: and now I will say, um, Monster has had at least one more midnight release party this year.
2: For possibly who? two more. Did they say for who? Oh yeah, Years.
0: I don't remember who it was.
2: like okay. it
0: was it was somebody where I'm like, oh yeah, I knew who they are. Um, but like it wasn't anybody I was going to go for. But I was like, oh, this is really cool. You know. Uh, let me look right. them up again. So, did your store light up for um for Metallica? Like, put on like yellow lights?
2: No, nothing. Not... Well, nothing like that, but there were some cool decorations.
0: Well, um, Metallica put up on their site a compilation video of just different local record stores, you know, indie record stores across the U.S. that put up um, that, like, you lit up yellow. And I'm watching the video, and you're seeing, like, you know, Dearborn and, and all these places across the U.S., the last one is my record shop, Monster Music, mm. and it was just so great to watch the lights come on. I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome!"
2: Right, awesome. So cool. So that's actually,
0: it. I think it might have been for Fallout Boy. Really? Yeah.
2: Okay. This this has my uh, this has the creative juices flowing. Kind of get this going through your head, like, yeah. What other bands would you go to a midnight? release for off the top of
0: my head anthrax but we can definitely talk talk in in detail but yeah like and and that's really a good question because metallica (laughs) i mean even even through the years where i was just like god don't talk to me about metallica like i I still love them (laughs) you know and they're
2: just yeah yeah me
0: too there's so much you know going on there and like, I think the most important thing to me about this entire thing is, like, the movie comes to a local independent theater, right? Mm-hmm. The record stores that are doing this are not, you know, Walmarts and Targets. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it, it's, it's the local independent record stores because they've never forgotten where they came from.
2: It seems that way. It seems that way. Yeah, Metallica's a big corporation now, but when they do th- stuff like this, it's... Uh, Lars, Lars and James are easy targets, and over the years, they've done a lot to, um, to warrant the easy target, but they do stuff like this as well that just... All right. All right. I well, can't. I can't I, you you got to give them props. Think
0: think about this, right? So Iron Maiden, Sinjutsu.
2: Mm-hmm. I love
0: that record. I was super excited. But do you remember where I had to buy the super cool red splatter vinyl for Sinjutsu?
2: Yeah. Wasn't it like a hundred bucks That Monster?
0: No, it wasn't Monster. I bought it at Walmart and a decent price.
2: Oh, okay. But I had to
0: buy it at Walmart.
2: Yeah, see that you couldn't and, pay and me to go into Walmart.
0: I'm still upset at myself for that. Like, I still hate myself for it because, like, I I honestly wanted to buy it at Monster, but Monster had like the the silver ones, and it just wasn't as cool. And I'm like, okay, why would you give Walmart the cool thing? You know how much how yeah. much are they paying you? And think about it, Metallica could command an insane amount of money from a Walmart. Mm-hmm. Right, they could have really gone for the big sale, and they didn't because, dude. Like, I don't know about your double vinyl, but I bought the the purple. Did you get the purple?
2: No. Oh, the vinyl? No. Yeah. It's Just black.
0: Oh, you have the black? Yeah. yeah. Well, like we locked out. They had like the the purple, like the the midnight. I think they called it because it's like a translucent dark purple, and it's beautiful vinyl. You know, and you and I talk about it all the time, like like when you get the special looking vinyl, like. I
2: mm-hmm.
0: I love that I could get the cool vinyl that I really wanted at my local record store.
2: For sure. You no, know. no. Yeah, no. I've bought a couple like the, the Lee Aaron metal queen. Like I've had that. I have the original pressing yeah. and it's still in fabulous condition, but the anniversary release of the new cool vinyl and all that, I'm like, oh, okay. The only reason why I'm buying this again and I'm keeping both is because of the awesome new vinyl. Same thing as Return of the Living Dead, like with the blood splattered vinyl. And it's oh, like yeah. I I bring it home and I'm thinking my wife is going to be like. And normally she's like she's one of the she's the coolest person on on the planet, obviously. But I'm thinking, well, she's going to be like, well, why are you buying that again? Like your original pressing is 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 immaculate. Well, this is why. And then I show her the blood splatter vinyl, and she goes, "Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) Can I marry you again?" Well, like she she gets the collector. She does. She does. Yes, because she's she's um, she loves vinyl. Like I remember when we first started dating, and we would hang out. I she she had her vinyl collection, and I would bring a handful over. Just and we would just kick back and. You know, to her parents, all we did was listen to music. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what that's all we did. You know, well, <laughs> like yeah,
0: yeah. And like the other cool thing is, like, you buy the vinyl, you get the download code. Yeah, but I couldn't,
2: I couldn't find it.
0: It's just a little like, card that's in, like tucked inside there.
2: Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna open. I I, I have it here. I'm opening up. It again, and
0: there's also great art on the download card. Like, it's it's the whole package, and, and I just I love that because like I honestly wish that more uh, vinyl will give you a download code, right? Because you know I I stream oh there it is. my
2: music. Oh okay. Oh, it's just stuck. It's stuck in the jacket.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay.
2: Oh, there it is. Okay. That's the first time I looked at it. Thank you. <laughs> ah, you're welcome, dude.
0: And like well I like I said, you get the downloads and you can listen to it anywhere. And and I just love that they you know, they grew up with a the vinyl. They understand why their fans are gonna like vinyl, but they also understand that it's not nineteen eighty six. hmm. You know, like we get Enough of the cool part of 1986, and they still embrace the technology of today, you know.
2: Well, you have to, you have to,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, some people don't, and they just disappear, you know.
2: Did you get any extra goodies? Well, with? I
0: was gonna ask you, I got a
2: package of guitar picks, I did, yes, three of them, yeah. yeah which, I think there's three of them, yeah, which, which I thought they were all gonna be the same. Okay, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna keep one, and I'll take, I'll take a couple to, um, to the Halloween in April and give them to some of the guitarists there. But they're three different designs. Yeah. Snowy's like, well, you can't give them away now. Like, yeah. They're three different ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're so cool. Yeah, yeah. So I had a, I, I ended up with a sticker, the three picks, and I chose the lithograph poster. Like I think that's what they Called it
0: which one's the lithograph Because I, I also got a poster and I'm Holding it here
2: okay is it just The uh, cover of the Yes yeah, it's elk? essentially yeah. the cover yeah yeah that's Okay that's what I did yeah And RG's they put on A um, A uh, contest Where they tore A couple a pack of well 20 playing cards In half You know Eight of diamonds. That was my card, and all that. And they had draws for one of the t-shirts that they were wearing.
3: Oh, nice! You know, okay,
2: you know, kind of like a t-shirt right off my back. And there was a promotional poster that they were giving away. But I was over for two for both for both prizes. But I was stoked every time. You know, someone they you know. They they pull out the half card seven of hearts. That's me. Everyone cheered, even though you you know only one person won something. Two people. It's it was that type of festive spirit. Everyone was happy to be there. Everyone, complete strangers, but every time someone walked in, like the whole room. Hey, how's it going? You know, <laughs> dude. It's you know, so great know. to hear you say that because it was uh-huh. the same
0: vibe where I was like. Nobody was bummed or cursing anybody out when somebody else won. It was like cheering and clapping for that person. Yeah, yeah, like um, it was fantastic. Monster gave away the movie poster that, that they had to put in the in, in the window, and that's that's like of all the things they're giving away, that's the thing I would have really liked to have gotten was the movie poster for you know the movie I was at, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so you know the one of the girls who was working, she's like, okay. Who's all is interested in this? And we all put up our hands. She's like, okay, well Well, and she counted real quick. She's like, okay, 17 of you. Are you guys mind? Like, here's here's what we're do. I'm gonna write down a number and then you pick a number between one seventeen and whoever gets it gets the poster. Does that feel fair? We're like, sure. Oh yeah. The first dude guesses seven and she goes, Oh, for real? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and she shows the paper and, and we're all like, Woohoo, way to go, yeah. dude. You know? Uh-huh. Like not one person did a uh you know, not one.
2: Yeah, it's we're because all just thrilled. You, you were in a room full of musical connoisseurs and that's yeah. all anyone cared about.
0: Yeah, and, and it was just everyone's like, Oh no, this is great because because we all care about the music it's it's not like we're we're you know there's somebody there who's gonna flip it you know like we all care about the music
2: mm-hmm. definitely 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 uh before we kind of wrap up this because i yeah. do want to get to a um a um because we we didn't get to it last week but i do want to get to an indie spotlight like, yeah i want us to rank, not not counting the SMs not counting the um, Garage Days or anything, but the studio albums. Okay. I would like us to rank 72 seasons amongst the discography.
0: Okay, tell me more.
2: Okay, like, um... okay, I'll go first so you have some idea. Okay. Okay um what i what i kind of have in mind is number one the number one metallic album okay for me it all depends on what day it is <laughs> okay okay <laughs> is it ride the lightning is it master of puppets is it kill them all okay so pick any one of those three one two three
0: okay well so okay.
2: number it's... four okay Gotcha. Okay. No, okay, yeah. Number 4 would be Injustice for All. Okay. Okay. Number 5 would be Hardwired. And now number 6 72 Seasons. Okay. That is where I rank number 6 in the Metallica discography. Okay. So, and that comes as no surprise to anyone that's been listening to this show yeah. for more than one episode that comes as no shocker <laughs> so i'm curious to yeah give me your discography i know i'm kind of putting you on the spot here but that's what well, we do puppets is always going to be number one. Oh, okay always, right well like, you, just, you got a better grip on that than i do yeah, okay ne- that's never,
0: good. never never going to be touched right but it could be edged out because a very close second is Ride the Lightning, right? Right. So that's my one and two. Um, but honestly, I think I could easily put seventy-two seasons as number three.
2: Wow! Really? I really could. You're not just being an edge lord, as they're the kids call it today. You're not no, just doing okay,
0: that. Okay, but, well, so here's the deal. Like, I, I love Kill em All,
2: uh-huh. right?
0: But Puppets is that sound for me. Right, mm. and 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 just and let's let's focus on on that fact, right? That Puppets is the record that has had such an insane impact on me as a musician. Let's, let's just listening to that record, the harmonic makeup, learning the different bass lines and things, you know, obviously kill Kill 'em All with anesthesia pulling teeth too, because there's that's where you first hear like the classical influence of Cliff Burton, but. The first two Metallica records were still Megadeth records.
2: Mm, okay. Oh, I
0: know. I I say that just to piss people off, right? <laughs> Be, but Dave was huge I love influence Megadeth. there, right? Well, yeah. so do I. Like, like yeah. you know, Dave Dave was a huge influence on those records. And puppets, like, and and you start to hear it creeping in and *By the lightning. but *Puppets* is where you really get the Burton influence. Right, like that's where you get his, his sense of harmony, the classical sensibilities, those sorts of things yeah, woven in there. And I've just always loved that record for that. Um, but but then there's still like the rock and roll sounds that, that you get with like Kill 'em All and Ride the Lightning, right? So, with with those two being like Ride the Lightning and Puppets being my one and two, and I mean, it would be easy to put Kill 'em All three, right? It, it would be, um, but. I really can put seventy, like, and and honestly, like seventy-seven scenes could be three, but it could rotate with, um, with Killamall, All. Oh, right? right? Because I I just feel that the the vibe of it is it just recaptures that, and I hate to say old magic because it's not like they've really gotten old or anything like that, but they have just like they made. It, it's it's just like the old days where they weren't making records to impress the fans. They're making the records they wanted
2: to hear that they wanted to hear. Yeah,
0: you know, and that's what they do with this record, dude. Like they were making the records so. they wanted to hear. Yeah, that's a know? good point. I think so. And and that's why I love that, right? So then, um, so you know, kill them all. Some new seasons can rotate, and then this is gonna be blasphemy. You no. guys are gonna, you everyone's gonna hate me. <laughs> Sane anger,
2: uh, no, no, because yeah, okay, never mind the bad um snare drum sound. You go and you listen to the DVD, and that's a good record, yeah, it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I, I actually mm. love that record. So sane anger, and then I would do uh, justice. Okay. Um, and then like it would have to be hardwired. Um, then death magnetic, and then you could put the rest of the nineties crap in whatever order you feel
2: like. Right. Right. Not counting garage days revisited oh exactly like the uh, no what, what 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 they call the double one just garage days
0: garage ink
2: garage ink yes yeah. which was a, that's my favorite album metallic album of the 90s
0: oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely and it was only because yeah. i got garage days revisited on one of the discs
2: oh okay because i've been cool. wanting
0: that on cd forever so oh
2: cool. yeah One of these days we might have to do a top 10 of our favorite Metallica songs overall, (sighs) the whole discography garage days, S and M versions. Just God, that's going to be hard. The whole thing. Well, yeah, just to piss you off because (laughs) I mean, honestly,
0: I could just tell you the eight songs on puppets and then, you know, give me two songs from Garage Days, <laughs> and we're good.
2: You know, well, uh, uh, get that going through your head as well. Dude, um, be tough. is there anything else you wanted to throw? No, in man, I,
0: I feel like we've talked this one like, like you know, at, at great length. Right, on, right um, on, dude. It was just such a fun time, and and I mean the, the big thing here is you know from from us here on the show to all the record stores across you know the U.S. and Canada, but especially Monster Music here in you know uh, South Carolina. And Then what was yours again, R.G.'s?
2: R.G.'s, R.G.'s, RG's up in, here, up
0: in Winnipeg. Like the staff was just so wonderful. Mm-hmm. They were so nice and walking yeah. around. And talking to everybody like we had pizza and stuff, you know, like it—it it was just—it it was basically like you were going to a friend's house for a listening party.
2: Right, right. I was actually thinking maybe I should grab a two for a beer or something like which is which is a a pack of twenty four beer. Up here. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But then I'm kind of like, ah, uh, there's probably liquor laws. You know, like you can't be drinking while your store is open or anything like that. I don't know. I, I probably should have called ahead and said, what if I bring a two for? Would that be cool? Well, I think you should have because my
0: local store has actually served us beer in the store.
2: Wow. Well, did they have a license?
0: Uh, so I don't think so. Uh, okay, like, because I, 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 and I don't know exactly how it works, but um, I think it was for. Oh, fuck. Who's the band? That maybe the Flaming Lips had a um their own dogfish head beer with a specific flavor to it, and so that's what they got. They got like a few cases of that. It possibly is uh. like a promotion, and they gave it away for free.
2: Oh, okay. So, well, then, yeah, maybe if you're not, if you're not, if you're not selling it, because yeah. I know there is more than one night after I closed the uh, Warren Music Shop that, like, I had a bottle in my bag, and because I was going to go from the shop, have a couple belts, listening to some music, and then make my way out to a gig or whatever, and I don't know how legal that would have been, but I guess yeah. if, we're, if we're not opening, you know, then. Like if, if if the shop's not open, I guess anything goes. I don't know. But when you're your own indie DIY, like who cares? Shit, the other guys used to smoke up when the when it was illegal. You know, in the in, yeah. in the back room. Hey Snowy, you you, you want? And then like, no, nah, like that's really not not my thing. Even though like pot's now legal. Do they still call it pot now? I mean, I do, but I'm old. Yeah, because we're old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that really is that really wasn't my thing. I just waited until, you know, we closed down the shop, and then, you know, I I had my thing. So, and I don't know. Imagine if the Warham Music Shop was still a thing. I probably would have, you know, bugged my old cohort Chuck to do something for it. You know, who knows? Who knows? Fantasy booking, that we call it in the world of uh, pro wrestling. But um, I kind of want to switch gears here now because I really want to get to tonight's band in our indie spotlight.
1: We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this indie spotlight.
2: Alright, okay, dude, next weekend, okay, as we speak, the weekend coming up, not only is it Record Store Day, but the night before that, the new Evil Dead movie, Evil Dead Rises, debuts in theaters up here, and I imagine in the U.S. as well. I am stoked. I'm stoked for this. I've seen the trailers. Mrs. Snowy, like she even saw the trailers and this kind of isn't her thing. Like if I'm going to watch a horror movie with her, you know, she prefers like the screams type stuff, kind of the light white stuff. Yeah. Okay, but she saw the trailer for this. She said, you know what? This looks really good. I think I'm going to go to the theater to see this with you. So that got me thinking for this episode's indie spotlight. I want to go to chi Town's Necronomicon Ex Mortis which of course that is the book the big book that um, got the whole ball of wax going in the very first Evil Dead film and you know like it's the Necronomicon you know what that is we yeah. we, we will know what that is I checked I checked out this band it came across my desk their new release, Nocturnal, available now, and it was described as 90s death riffs with 80s guitar solos wrapped up in a B-horror movie. Wow. Tell me that sounds amazing. That sounds fantastic. And it does. So tonight's Indie Spotlight, let's go with Necronomicon Ex Mortis with Nocturnal! Necronomicon Exmortis If you're listening to this show You know how to spell Necronomicon By now Extra, ec, Necronomicon Ex mortis Band.com And .bandcamp.com As well Check them out there And I'm sure it's available on Spotify And wherever you listen To your streaming music Well my friend is this uh, your idea of a Monday night? Hell yeah, dude <laughs> I knew I knew you would love it Thank you so much I had a fantastic night as well And like I said, I had a fantastic weekend And I got a fantastic week coming up here in a, Just a couple days from now as we speak And if you're listening to this for the first time it's released It was the night before But it's 4.20 Oh, okay. shit that's what? right. <laughs> April twentieth, and there's a four twenty house show here in Winnipeg that I can't wait to get uh, to get to, including even though they're a Winnipeg band. Um, they also have put out releases on international labels and all that. so one of just one of my favorite bands in general. they're gonna be headlining. I'll save that for next week's metal fix but like i said um hey 420 house house show i'm there
0: well you know Um, what i find funny dude neither one of us have anything to do with marijuana right mm -hmm. this we we don't have time for it we don't give a shit like whatever but i think both of us have so many pothead friends oh yeah that we love 420 like, it is. like we completely it is. understand the culture, we're like, yeah, four twenty, but neither yeah. one of us are going to go out and smoke or anything
2: like that. No, no, and it's <laughs> it's, it, it's not just rec- recreational. Like the reason I am all for the legalization of this stuff, it's for industrial reasons. But that's a whole other ball of wax that maybe we'll get to, maybe next year in April, we'll uh, get to to get us on out of here. One of the fantastic articles in the new Fistful of Metal is a um, is an article titled "Gutter Trash: The Story of Shock Metal." Okay, which is basically about well, glam with an edge, the Alice Cooper, the Wasps, the Twisted Sisters, the Wrathchilds, Lizzie Borden, like those type of. You know, melodic metal, but sort of kind of with an edge. And that article reminded me of L.A.'s Witch, who, the 80s Witch, okay, like their hey, their heyday was back there, was back then. I guess their most notable release was their debut EP, The Hex Is On. Let's go out with a track from that. This is Cinderella. In black leather.
0: Whew.
2: Okay, that gives me.
0: Uh... <laughs> I was just saying the same thing. I'm like, oh,
2: that, oh I really that's, like that. <laughs> that's some impressive visuals. Yeah. How can uh, people get a hold of us?
0: Well, dear snowman, radioactivemetal.org. That's all the episodes past, present, and future. Mm-hmm. Um, for this episode in particular, uh, we will do our best. I've been snapping pictures. We've been talking um, um, to get out pictures of the records we're talking about, the stuff from the party, just you know, and any images we have from this because man, it was a lot of fun. And to see those, go to at radmetal666 for Instagram. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have Instagram, I tend to make sure I post them to also to uh, Facebook simultaneously. Mm -hmm. so facebook.com slash Rad Metal so you can go to either one of those to see the pictures for this to hear this podcast well obviously you're already listening so you've probably found us and that's kind of the the joke here in the show We, we end up in places we didn't even try to get
2: oh geez I don't know how many times you know I'm just kind of just kind of looking for some other podcast on some other aggregator, and then boom, we're there.
0: I know we're, we're everywhere. Um, we, we are the I've American Express of podcasts. We're everywhere you <laughs> want to is. be. It
2: is. it is, yes.
0: You know, so I mean, we're on iTunes, we're on Spreaker, we're on Stitcher, we're on the Google Play Store, right? We're also on Spotify. And the reason we're on Spotify is because we belong to the Shining Wizards Network. Mm-hmm. ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, fine, fine group of folks. Folks, lots of other podcasts there. Wrestling podcasts. We've got a Wrestling Night in Canada, our sister show, that mm-hmm. yeah. has a host that just sounds a lot like Snowy. You yeah, know.
2: good looking guy. Yes, a handsome
0: fellow, right? Absolutely handsome fellow. And um, if you go out and look for the Shining Wizards Network on Spotify, we're there with them, and so you can listen to us really anywhere you can get a podcast. So you know, go get out there, check it out. And uh, that's all the stuff and more there, Snowman.
2: <sighs> well, I think we yacked enough. We're going to bring the cra- this crazy train into the station. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a Midnight Madness episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. S- signing off.